Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again for another week is JD. How are you, mate? Yeah, not so bad, mate. Uh, another big weekend of racing, yeah, Formula you 1, were Supercars. Supercars, yeah. Formula 1, and you were also at the track again this weekend. We I can't was keep you away from it. Oh, mate, it's been busy, this dry season stuff. I, I went and watched um, Speedway on Saturday night. How was Speedway? I haven't been there in a few years. Uh, if you want, come down this Saturday if you've got time. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they've got the Australian titles for Formula 500 up here, and there should be 40-plus cars in that, so they'll play pretty good racing in the that. The problem I find with it, every time I... Last couple of times I've been to Speedway, it's like three ra- three laps of green flag, uh, five laps can, of yellow. It can be like that sometimes. The the sprint car final for last weekend was not so bad, but yeah. oh, that's all right. Oh, I might we track probably, down. I, I have seen the signs around town saying Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna be um, probably heading down Saturday night. I think. Are you I'm on the spanners, sure. or are you just watching? No, just watching, just watching, and um, yeah, and also last weekend I went down. Well, I went down to swing spanners, but we didn't do much of that for um, improved production. So how did, with Jake Burgess, as a lot of you guys know that JD works on his IP car, his yeah. um, race manager or whatever your uh, title yes, is? Yes, yes, technically, yes. Uh, if you so what, what happened to Jake's car on the weekend? Mate? Uh, he had a very dangerous failure. Um, You've showed me a photo. It's uh, yes. not good. Yeah, so he's, his front left wheel essentially broke off at 130 k's an hour going into turn 10. <laughs> um, he was very lucky that it was his inside wheel, not his outside loaded wheel, because he would have been straight in the fence. Um, he actually broke the stub off the end of the knuckle mm. on the front left wheel. So basically wheel. it was the disc that held the wheel Yeah, the disc, the disc and caliper um, basically did their job of keeping the tyre from leaving the car, um, but it didn't do a good job of... Uh, Looking after any of that gear, I think that corner is pretty much a throwaway caliper, disc, tire, rim, everything's yep. gone. Start again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was. A, it's unfortunate. It's um, a custom-made part that's just not lasted very long. I think it's done maybe a season and a half now, and it's failed. So not not good. It's not good. When's their next race? They've got a bit of a break now. I think September is their next race. You'll get a new part by them. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to get something machined for it. So. Um, we actually had offers, uh, Bryce Forward's dad was down there, I was talking to Brad, and uh, he actually was racing Commodore Cup, which used the same spindle and, and, and um, same knuckle Bryce setup. Same driving? Yeah, yeah, and um, he said if we get in a bind, he knows a guy down south that made the ones for their car that he can uh, sort us out and get it made. It's nice. He's a nice bloke, Brad. I he like, is very like nice. He, He's great. He come to the rescue to get the car off the track. They unfortunately had no tilt tray at the track for the weekend which I thought was a bit sus. But anyway, they yeah, obviously cutting costs uh, for for the track meeting, and I understand that, but made it very hard to get a stricken car off the track that was basically Had sitting... no wheel on it. Yeah, yep. Mm. And the wheel wouldn't turn, and it was locked up, and it was sitting very low on that side. So we, he has a, a very flash airbag trailer that drops down till it's on the ground and we could winch it up and it was it was good oh that was good so anything else any other racing no go-karts no, no go-karts last weekend no nothing nothing no. else just those two but you are prepping up for the go-kart season next year you were telling oh, me oh uh, look yeah yeah building a makeshift workshop for it oh uh, well yes possibly yes possibly so that's yes. in the pipeline we can't yeah. talk much about I, it I don't want to lock in next year yet it don't could lock be, in could be next year. year oh mate I keep pushing back the skyline every yeah. year everyone's <laughs> like you're going to get out yeah yeah I'll, I'm aiming for 2018 and now I'm like I'm aiming for 2019 <laughs> and you know it, it might be 2020 before it gets on the track I don't want to rush it you can't rush these things so um, develop the car properly you know look I, I will try to be there next year yes All that right. is the effort okay so we jump into some news at the start. Well, uh, why not? We've got uh, quite a lot of... Um, a bit of news. Well, not a hell of a lot of news. We've got a lot of we theories got a lot of rumors and, and theories and, and stuff we can talk tin about. Tinfoil hat stuff going on. So put on your hat. Okay. Well, Force India... I'll yeah, jump straight into, into this one. one. So Force India is going into... Uh, well, they're handing themselves into voluntary administrator. Yeah, yeah, receivership. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to have an administrator coming in and sort of looking over how that they can keep the business sort of going as um, we all know that the, the, the team owner is in a little bit of financial and uh, legal dramas at the moment. So 
there has been a lot of rumours going around, and I'd say they must be true because it's getting reported it's around all around now. Europe now. What is Lance's dad's name? Lance's dad's name is actually Lawrence. Lawrence. So Lawrence Stroll's got an idea of how to save Force India. Yeah, he does have a pretty good idea. A lot of good ideas, lot I'd of, say. A lot of dollar value. No. Yeah, yeah. So, so Lawrence Stroll is looking at buying Force India. Yes. Uh, there's rumours that... Uh, he'll be either buying a, a, a significant amount, either all of it or m- a managing uh, owner sort of thing, so more than 51%, um, if not all. So it is looking like Lance might be driving for, well, I doubt they'll be calling. That Lawrence, Lawrence Stroll could have just bought Williams. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing that great. I don't think they've got the staff and the No, remember we everything checked that working. Formula One careers? A lot of Williams positions still going. Yes, so um, it looks like uh, he will be signing on the dotted line very soon. And um, I, I, do you reckon they'll leave Lance at no. Williams for the rest of the year? Oh, yeah. You reckon? Be well, interesting to see, wouldn't it? How it depends on how much it's going to cost to buy out Ocon's deal, because Ocon will need to go somewhere, and he's got a contract for twelve months, so they need to pay him out. Yeah, well, it would be interesting to it see. It would probably be a cheap option just to buy Force India, let it run out. We're halfway through the season, you know. I guess it wouldn't make be a bad idea to get him in there, but I don't know. Maybe keep him there, let him perform well against. Sorokin. Sorokin, and then move him over to Force India or whatever the hell they want to call it next year because they were looking at ditching the Force India to Force One, which is a bit too close to F1. Yes. Maybe it could just be LSR, Lance Stroll Racing or something, you know. Yeah, it will be very interesting. Maybe uh, it might go under, I can't remember the name of his import business. I'm sure he's got lots of businesses, but where he made all his money in the... It could just be Team Stroll, like Team Penske. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But so that that will be very interesting to see where that goes now, whether Lance is going to stay for how long and um, and who they're going to lose. There's a lot of rumours flying about that Ocon is off to Renault. Renault, yeah, I've heard that because Renault want, well, there's talk of Saints going to McLaren. Well, yeah, so they basically the... Rumours, 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 rumours. This episode is yeah. basically... The rumor show. Yeah, the, the, this it, we're at that time of year, I guess. Um, so Renault has to sign one of their drivers. Apparently, they're gonna. Well, they don't have to. They could go out and shop for whatever they want. But um, the rumors are that they're actually now siding with Hulkenberg, and they're not gonna re-sign Science. And Science is now doing a deal. So Renault already wanted Ocon, and they wanted to get rid of one driver. Mm. Um, so. They had to kick. They only kicked out bloody Jolly and Palmer last year. Yeah, yep. So, well, the rumours are now that uh, Science will be off to McLaren to replace Alonso. Alonso, yeah, yep. So, did you see there was something there? With um, Alonso was asked a question about the 2019 cars, or how he thinks the racing will be there, and he basically said, "I don't care. I won't be there." Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, it will be interesting to see because there was rumours that Stoffel could be gone from that team as well at the end of this year. So they There's something might wrong be a with double, his car. double, double. Yeah, I, I have read the the comments by Alonso and him saying that the, the data doesn't stack up on the aero and stuff like that from the car and the way that the suspension's loading and travel and stuff like that. I watched a quick video of his battle with um, Stoffel's battle with I think one of the Force Indias. Basically turn the car off and restart it mid-battle because he was losing power. And the team's like, no, nah, you got to back off. you got to keep revs real low. we got to reboot this whole system to get through. And you're there just you like, go. you should not be having to do that. These cars, you know, all right, you might need to do restart a little bit of something, like computer-wise, but not oh, enough to get your whole... sensors and stuff like that, yeah. Not to pretty much reboot the car. Yeah. Like, clutch in, turn it off, boom, put it first, clutch out, off you go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there, there's a lot of rumours flying about about drivers and where they're going. That is... Um, well, Ricardo's staying put. But, yeah, it does look very much like Ricardo. Well, I did watch an interview with him, and they basically said, oh, is there any room for you at Ferrari? And he said, no. Yeah. And we now know that Bottas has signed and Hamilton have signed for next year. 
Did um, Hamilton, Hamilton sign for a two-year deal? Two years, hey. yeah. Thought he would have pushed for a one year just to see. I guess maybe you know, he's got a Twenty twenty one has got the new reg. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, new so he didn't want to sign on till past that because he doesn't yep. know the direction of the sport and he doesn't want to risk it. And exactly. he could just work two years and then go to them, pay me more money. Yeah, exactly. So he will be now the highest. Well, still the highest paid British sports star. He's going up for about forty million pounds a year Did now. Did he overtake a uh, Vettel? I think so, yes. I think so. Well, in a bit sadder news, this is it the CEO of Ferrari or the was he the boss of the Formula One? No, he's the boss of all of Ferrari. So Sergio Marchionne is in, in, in bad health at the moment, mm. um, extremely bad health at the moment. It's not looking good at all. The rumours started on sort of Friday practice that they started talking about that someone was else was had been stepping in for him for the last little bit, um, making decisions and stuff for the team, whatever. Uh, but Sergio is that was actually admitted into hospital, and the, the reports have actually started to come out about he's how bad he he's actually is. in a coma is. at the moment, a deep coma. Yeah. Um, had just trying to yeah, disease. Um, basically, yeah, it's just. He's got a disease through and him. It's just spread. Yeah, it's it's not it's good not at all. Nice. So you know, thoughts and prayers for him and his family. Um, might have saved Kimmy. Well, yeah. Well, there's rumours that the the new. Um, I mean, not that that's sport. a good thing, but uh, not. I mean, it's good that Kimmy's staying in the sport, but you know, it's not a good thing to come out of it. No, no. So anyway, we'll. we'll so the rumours is at the moment that yeah. The new guy, whoever's coming in, might not want to, you know, rock the boat a bit too much with the driver lineup. Yeah. Keep someone safe. Yeah. Kimmy, Kimmy's, Kimmy's now equaled job. with Alonso with podiums, ninety-two podiums in their career in Formula One. Mm. Alonso's made some pretty poor decisions on where to drive at. Well, every time. Yeah. Drives a Ferrari, doesn't win. Drives yeah. a McLaren, doesn't win. Yeah. It's amazing how you can have them on your um, on your uh, resume and. Oh, yeah, I drove there. Oh, they, they, their car sucked at the time. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a common denominator in this. Maybe. Maybe he leads them in the wrong direction. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, supercar news. Oh, any supercar news? we got super ute news. Yeah. They, they like Two to crash roll and roll. <laughs> so what stable. are we going to do? Scrap them? Well, there is a lot of talk around the town about that. Yeah. You were saying that these are what two hundred k? I did hear a rumor on the weekend that they're nearly they're up towards two hundred k to get build to get them to the track and and build them. Now so. that's super two money. That is that's that's like well, not quite not quite but not really but it's maybe it's, Kumo Kumo money. No, you could probably pick up a Kumo. One hundred and eighty, I think you can pick up a Kumo level car. Mm. Like an XX old supercar. It's in really awkward tier level of it price is. range. You're like, that little bit extra, and we go Super 2 racing, and we get noticed by the main game. Yeah. And the- if you're building this, this is not including racing it. So you've got to think about the money that it's going to cost you to run your first year alone in these utes. It's going Especially to be when fairly the phenomenal. The problem is, is the gravel. I mean, but we yeah. can't just blame the gravel because one of them rolled on Wakefield Street, but that's because he went up a big curb. Yeah, it, it's a bit of everything, I think, like kidding curbs and uh, once the they get a little bit sideways and stuff like that, it's just not been good. It's been bad all around. And on, unfortunately, on the weekend, there was actually quite a high risk for someone externally that to the, behind the racing fence getting launched. hurt. So uh, a poor, I think it was Cedars, uh, was driving his Triton past as two other Utes had a little bit of a um, spin out in front of him and one as it was spinning actually clipped him and Cedars went like he got quite a bit of air off the ground himself in the car uh, and then the wheel uh, decided to uh, time to leave take this off orbit into, yeah take <laughs> like, off into space went flight no one got crazy sorry have you actually seen um what's, what's his name Michael yes have you seen Michael Cedars? No. The biggest mullet. Is that actually legitimate? He's... That's him. That's his hair. Wow. 
Michael Cedars has a Joe Dirt mullet and he sideburns. Does. He has the <laughs> biggest chops. Anyway, so Super Utes are just not going well at the moment. They're just... I don't know. I was a supporter of them at the start. I really wanted them to do quite well. But... I don't know. They haven't tried anything. It's like... Well, they they, they are trying, but it, it's slow development. Um, they're just not developing fast enough. And they're, they're actually becoming... Lower. Becoming a bit of a safety risk now. There was talk about putting them on slicks. Well, there was talk about putting them on slicks as well, or a semi-slick. So, I don't, I don't think that'll make life better. I think it might make it worse. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, (sighs) I don't know. I've got no answers for it. (laughs) I, I, I remember going back and going, no, these super utes. Let's give them a shot. In theory. They've got car of the future DNA in them. The controlled chassis, the racing should be good, but just... Yeah. Nah. Nah. So my judgment's out now. I'm I'm done with them. Especially after watching two of them, like, just roll over the weekend. It was just not good. Anyway, like I said, let's keep this episode to a bit of a shorter one. Sorry, guys. Just flat out. Jumping over to the supercars for the Saturday race. Well... Qualifying first. What, what's your thing? Oh, it's, it's additional. additional drivers. Yeah, Sorry, JD was having a very weird look at this because I brought up the results. And he's like, "How is Gary Jacobson <laughs> topped out yeah. practice?" So yeah. He was in the. Um, I tried so hard to watch this. Uh, the additional, the, the additional yeah, because I wanted to see how Bryce went in Todd's car. But I was like, "Oh God!" And we were just so busy. I had it on everything. It just could not. We finished twenty fourth. That's pretty consistent with where that car runs. Yeah. Every time it's twenty fourth. It was what eleven twenty two. Then Alex Davison in the Milwaukee was eleven twenty flat. Wow. So. Yeah, no, it's doing pretty good. You just look at all these names. Wow. Like, ah, some of these are like all the old drivers. Like, how do you get these guys back? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Back on to, let's just jump through to qualifying for the race 19. Scotty McLaughlin showed him once again that he is pretty much the go-to guy for qualifying. He's just got some uh, some way of pulling out a 10th, maybe even two, uh, at pretty much every ra- round now, now. Was it, who was the one? It was Chaz Moss that got done for impeding Shane Van Gisbergen. He did, and he got quite a hefty penalty. I think it was three-pace three penalty. Three-pace penalty, Put him yeah. back to fifth on the line, which actually ended up giving Shell V-Power a, a, a yeah, one-two um, start. Mm. Davey Reynolds did a really good job in qualifying, but his racing just wasn't. Yeah, they really started to slide away, um, the the Erebus team, unfortunately. It was, fingers crossed for them. You know, we've got two huge rounds coming up. Well, two. We've got one round now, and in October, we've obviously got another uh, very large is that round. the next one? Is it? Sydney is... Sydney, um, Sydney, and then it goes Bathurst. Oh, no, I don't think... It, I think there's Sydney and then a whole bunch. Then there's, like, The Bend and, and oh, a few others. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We, you think we would know. Well, we've got Sydney, then The Bends, and then Sandown. Yeah. Erebus. Uh, like, yeah, I was like, are you about to say something? Uh, no, like, Erebus thinking. Yeah. Yep. I was just trying to remember what I was talking about. Um, so, it's yeah, it, it would be good to see how they go with Erebus, uh, whether they can get back on top of their race pace and and um, qualifying. This weekend was a bit better for qualifying after the last few rounds for him. He's not mm. been uh, shining that, that great Anton consistently. Wasn't there, though. No, he wasn't there. It wasn't up Anton the field this meeting. was 0.8 of a second meeting. off of pole. So he's 0. 0.6 of a second off what Reynolds was. Shows you how tight a field that is, isn't it? When six tenths. Po- yeah, six tenths of a second. 20 second you're like, you're or fourth. Down. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, crazy. Yeah. Um, the Nissans, once again, showed they've got qualifying pace. They're up there in qualifying. They just don't have race pace. It's true. It's true. It's something that seems to be coming quite evident. Fuel? Are they going through tires? Is it... Well, I, I I can't speak right now, but for right now, but I know uh, in the past Nissans have been very thirsty to make the power, so they've had to run different engine mapping in the races to try and um, 
conserve fuel so that they can be competitive in how long they stop for. But Their pit stops have to be longer. The minimum, like, it still doesn't cover how much more fuel that they have to use to make the same power as the other engines. And is they it still because don't they quite went like, from a five point four liter? Uh, no, I don't know because the LS. Well, they're not an LS. So not they're, even they're, LS, aren't they? They're a Chev motor. Yeah. Um, Chev f- race five, well, five liter racing motor, and same with the Ford. So they're not really uh, a road going engine. Going engine, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it it is hard to say. I don't I don't think there's they they've put a lot more effort in. I think they've got better with it over the years, but it's still a bit of a problem with them uh, using a you know a little bit too much fuel. So I think they have to conserve. And I also think the car is quite hard on its tires compared to the others. It looks it. So it, really it does, does seem to fade in races, unfortunately. Oh, jumping over to the race at yeah. the start of the race, Shane Van Gisbergen started. Let me start eighth. And I'm pretty sure he was up to like third or fourth by like his start two. on the sad day was amazing. It was a rocket start. He looked like he got slingshotted off the yeah. line. Like, did you guys not see the flag drop or like you know the lights go out? Because Shane did. He was off. It did look very weird, didn't it? Because to begin with, I was like, oh, he's jumped the start or something. But mm. just the pace overlap he had on no wheel spin, every just other car, up, just boom. And because there was. I believe all three triple eight cars were in a row on the Saturday, or was that the possibly? Uh, so Shane started yeah. eighth, Lowndes started yeah. tenth, six, and Wink up sixth and tenth. Yeah, they were yeah. all all in a line of stern. And you look at Shane, the guy that started further up the grid finished lower behind the other two. There you go. There you go. Um, Craig obviously did a great great job to come back from tenth on the grid all the way back to a podium. It is his track. It it is his track. He is just the master of this track. Did you see on Sunday with, um, I think it was Crompto or someone asked him, come on, tell us your secret. How do you make these tires work? He's like, nah, I'm not telling you that. (laughs) Like, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's it's just a a track that really suits him. I'm, I'm not even sad that I didn't get a point from choosing Craig. And still got a podium. I'm still happy. Still got a podium, mate. I'm if happy. that was me handing out points, that's a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm happy with that. that. That's pretty good. It was a real. It was old school Craig. Craig driving at his best, and like they keep saying on the telecast, he's under so much. Would you say pressure or scrutiny at the moment? There's so many people coming to him. All you need to do is go on the Supercar website and look at any ad. It was Lounsey's last time in Ipswich. I know and they now need to stop doing that. last time in the Sydney Motorsport Park. Yeah. They're not going to say that for Bathurst, Sandown, or the Gold Coast. Yeah, well, they won't, will they? Well, will they? Lounsey's last full-time drive. Lounsey's last drive. A little asterisk, like, you know, terms and conditions apply. See down the bottom. <laughs> Lounsey's last drive is a full-time driver. We'll not be driving as a full-time driver. We'll be doing co-driving. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's, it, it, is, um, it is a little bit, I don't know. I'm sure it's wearing... Obviously, you you got to think the fans are probably stacking up. The fans are pouring in. A million from all, deep all now. accounts, people are pouring in to see him. And this is as someone that's seen it at Townsville when he made the announcement. Mate, there was a there was always a queue of people behind Lounsey's pit, even if he's not there. Yeah, there was no one at the Red Bull one. Everyone's at triple at, at the. It's, it's nice to see that everyone's putting. Uh, it means so much to everyone that he's not going to be there next year for all the the sprint rounds, well, which is it's nice he's to what, see. Been racing twenty uh, ninety six years. Yeah, his first championship. So he probably raced like, before that. Actually, I think I he, he's been in supercars or the Australian Touring Car Championship, what I remember what it was originally called. Yeah, ever since I can remember. I yeah, remember when um, he was called the kid. I remember getting an autograph of Craig Lowndes the first year they come to Darwin. Man, wasn't that a dust bowl? It was. We sat on a rug in the dust. <laughs> I sat when the first race at supercars at Darwin. I sat right as the you know the bridge, the underpass when you come yeah. out from the yeah the tunnel uh, the tunnel, just off to the left of it, not even up to where they made the little little fake grandstandy thing with the grass. Like right on the edge of the hill, facing next to where the drag car demos and stuff set up. Yeah, yeah. Sat in the dirt there, and we got K 
cartons, old cartons of beer can, like beer can, carton, sorry. And we, that's because we were kids, sliding down the hill. Yeah. We left that track so filthy because we spent <laughs> the whole day. And it was like, you look at the track now on the TV and it's all green. It looks nice. Back then, it was a dust bowl. It was, it was. Um, we sat in the infield as well, mm-hmm. uh, but at the other end. Oh, right. So we could see the hairpin. Yep. So we could turn turn five, turn six, turn seven, and we could turn around and look at the straight. Yeah, we're like yep. in the middle yeah, on the bit the of the hill. Yeah, where the built now. Uh, yeah, well, a little bit back, sort of more where the toilet, they built that toilet toilets now. Yeah, yep. Because we're up on top of that hill a little bit and we could see over a bit more. There was nothing back then. There was like racing. It was so cars. open. There was like, I remember there was like a, one or two trees around and that was it in that area. Yeah. That was it. It was just nothing. Anyway, it's not a reminiscing. Um, <laughs> don't, mate. Queensland Raceway looks like what Hidden Valley did back oh, in 96. It's atrocious, isn't it? I mean, I know I don't want to beat on this, but their pits are sh- crap. The, the track p- looks bad. Like, even Mitch was messaging me on the weekend going, it's a dust bowl, it's dirty, it's just like... The drop-offs on the edge of the track apparently are horrendous. Why don't they do something about it? I they don't know. Is it a privately owned track? It is. So that's probably why no one's investing the I money. The I think they're going to lose it. own it or something. Yeah, I think they'll lose a supercar round soon. We've got a, another track that's being proposed for Bathurst, which I think yeah, looks like it's going to be a world race. track being proposed in Western Australia called The Track. Yep, so that's two more. That one in Bathurst actually got approval the other week. I did see that. They to a UK firm. Yeah, Apex Design, I think it was. I didn't remember anyway, reading the, the name of the business. They but revamped yeah. the Sydney Motorsport Complex as well. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Well, and we've got obviously Talon Ben uh, joining, well, very shortly to mm, the supercar two calendar. Rounds away. Yeah. So it is something that I think they're really going to have to look at because if they don't pick the game up, either with um, looking after the patrons. They only just got it up to the FIA standard. Just. Yeah. yeah like the week two before. weeks before. Yeah. yeah. It, it's getting a bit a bit ridiculous. There's no maintenance done to the track. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm talking to people that have been there and, and driven it and stuff like that. They said the track drop-offs are dangerous. Like, they're you know, by the end of a supercar weekend, they'll be half a foot deep. Mm. Like, I mean, it's I know that's it's also because, you know, they, they will try and put a bit more dirt in there before the start of the weekend. Oh, yeah, of course. But, but it's just the maintenance that goes on over a year is not, it's not there. It's not... Not what you'd expect for a, a world-class track for a supercar to be driving on. Yeah. Yeah. And you just look at the pits. Oh, the pits are a joke. They're literally poles they're with shed. sheds. Well, they're not even really tin sheds. They're like a, a shade. Yeah. Tin shade. Some there's no walls. With tin roof. Yeah, there's no walls. They've got to put all their own temporary walls in. Stuff gets blown away there. It's ridiculous. Yep. Anyway, that's enough. Uh, that's enough on. whinging about that racetrack. <laughs> if you listen from Ipswich, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> we like the racing that you put on, but your track's just a bit. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Let's jump through the rest of the Sunday race. It's pretty good. Shane Van Gisbergen come up to second. Scotty McLaughlin pretty much took home the race win, and Craig Lowndes did his usual up seven spots, finished third. Yeah, it was very, very impressive from the the Triple Eight cars to move forward in the race. Um, That was quite a a cool little setups that they had going on there, looking after their tyres and stuff, and doing some a little bit of um, pitting early and and pitting late. And they basically split their strategy strategy and still worked. Yeah, and it still worked. And all of them went up. Like, yeah, it, it was good. All right, qualifying on the Sunday, it pretty much. Last year we had a Scotty versus Win Cup, and now we've got Scotty versus Shane. Shane is a lot more aggressive in his driving style. Yes. yes. And I like it. <laughs> Do you? Yes. I'm like, yes, Scotty versus Shane. That was that's this that's just my weekend comment. Oh, that is there what you go. this season is. Two thousand eighteen. Oh, it definitely Shane is. Scotty. It definitely is. I think um And all you need to do is think about like the races that were thrown away at the start by Shane. We yeah. issues. Yeah. And, it, you know, that happens. I'm sure Scotty's had a few races, probably a bit more his fault than team fault, but, you know, these things happen. Mm. Anyway, so Chas Moss is back up again in a third in qualifying. He had a pretty con- 
quick, consistent weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes over the next couple of rounds. It looks like they've started to unlock some pace in the car. Even Richie Stanaway got 10th, and then you have to go all the way down to 15th to get Cam Waters and 16th for Frosty. And there is nothing in front. There's nothing between Frosty and Cam. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? It looks like they weren't overly happy from the weekend. I did watch the interview with Mark Winterbottom after Sunday's race, and they ba- he basically didn't look very happy. Uh, said, "Look, we're gonna start. We'll we'll probably change to whatever Chaz has found that is obviously working to him for him and his car, and we'll adapt that across the th- the three other cars to try and get a bit more pace." And I do out of the Tickford cars. Like I say this a lot when I start going. You know, people's days are numbered. Frosty's getting pretty old. <laughs> He's not that old. He's like 30-something. Isn't he like two years older, if that, than Wincup? Uh, yeah, but Wincup's almost gone. So you look, Frosty's born 20th of May, 81. That makes him... He's 37. He is. He's old. For a race how car old's, driver. How old's Wincup? Is he like 34? Win cup, win cup, win cup. He's he was right at the top there somewhere. Much further up. Oh, no, he wasn't. No, he's seventh. That's still upper than... Upper. Upper. <laughs> oh, God. 83, mate. Win cup's a spring chicken. He's only bloody... What we say, Frosty was 37. He's two years younger. So he's 35. Frost, uh, win cup knows he's not winning another championship. Does he? We ain't winning this year. It's not over till it's over, Bob. Yeah, it's over for win cup. How many points is he adrift now? Uh, anyway, we need to focus no, here. <laughs> like some people want to know how many points. <laughs> points are more important than sometimes who qualified first. Okay, all right. Uh, Jamie Wincup is four hundred and fifty-one points behind Scotty McLaughlin, but Jamie's in third now. Yeah, Scotty DNFs next round. Jamie wins. Shane wins. If Jamie wins. Yeah, no, that would be good because then Shane would probably be the second. Well, I'm just, I'm now jumping no, on the Shane. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie would be second. Yeah. Well, it depends. No, no, because unless they both DNF, Jesus. <laughs> Mate, we went a couple of races without having any DNFs. Why are we talking about multiple DNFs? Yeah, there were the two contenders as well. Unlikely. <laughs> that was Bathurst all over again. It is, it is. Anyway. Anyway, back to the race. Scotty got off the line. Scotty didn't get off the line like a rocket. Shane got off the line like a rocket. Yes. Yeah, so they had changed. Watching the telecast, I was talking about. They changed a few things in his car uh, for his clutch and stuff like that. And he's Why, liking it. Fine on Saturday. Oh, did they change it pre this race meeting? Because okay. he's been having shocking starts this year, and he was a rocket all weekend. Mm. So no, he was Sunday's race was just no, not quite as good as Saturday's race, but no, it was pretty I good. I think the race, the, the launch was good. I think what made Saturday's was so good was because he was in eighth. Yeah, he could get away from a lot more people. Yeah. <laughs> you you could move up more positions if you've got eight car, eight seven other cars in front of you, but you've only got Scotty in front of you, and you already get in front of him before turn one. Well, he he took the racing line into turn one, which was odd. He didn't even defend. <laughs> he, he didn't was even like, have well, to he defend. Didn't need to defend. He was yep. so far back. Yeah, I mean. Granted, there was a bit of me going, what Shane's tire pressure's like at the start, because he did pull away, and then once Scotty's tires sort of come up to play, he yeah. did sort of come back on, and it was a DJR thing when Penske first came in that they were always running these higher tire pressures at the start and killing their tire life. Yeah, they've obviously got that down pat now. Yeah, they've obviously worked out to go a little bit softer on them to begin with. It's a long race; it's not about who's first into the first corner; it's about who's first over the line. Exactly. Frosty off at turn four on turn one, on lap one, sorry. Mm, now, this is an incident between one. Scott Pye and James Courtney, who, you know, keep running into each other. Yeah, so that's... Second race meeting in a row that they've run into each other. A little bit of heat in this one as well. It got deemed a racing incident, and James Courtney come on there going, I don't know why Scott would do that to me. Yeah, and uh, it was very interesting to see Scotty's view of it as well. Scott Pyre basically said, well, I didn't touch him. There was room there for me. He left the door open. You know, it's first lap. I'm obviously going to slide on in there. Yep. And um, I was, he did. I took notes going, you know, James 
was all crossed up. He got in the dirt. Yeah, that so... That was all over the shop coming into turn four. Yeah, so James, um, I guess, got put off by his teammate uh, coming up the inside. Like, it, it was... A, it, the move was on, but it was a tight one. And anyway, so he had a bit of a, a lunge up the inside and that put J- uh, James off a little bit and he ended up running into Mark Winterbottom, plucking, I think it was the right rear... A left rear corner out of Winterbottom's yeah, car and bending his, his bending his own steering at the same time, or bending and braking, I think his own steering. So pretty much pulled those two out of the race, and he didn't wasn't overly happy about it. But two sides to the story at the end. So he didn't he wasn't classified as a finisher in the end either. He was going no, to go out there and trundle around. He for tried a few laps. to, but I think they ended up pulling the car in. No, it was too bad, and oh, Frosty did trundle around. Not qualified. So what, Frosty did trundle around at the back and finished. Oh, Je- oh yeah. So James is, didn't do enough laps, basically. Nah, he needed to do 40, and he got, what, 24. Yeah. Um, yeah, not great in the end. We didn't cover on Saturday. Uh, Todd Hazelwood had electrical problems with the car. Is that what it was? Yeah, so the car was, I believe, not charging or something like that. Old native found. How was his shoulder this weekend? Uh, painful, but manageable. It. Yeah. Yep. He could still drive the races, unfortunately. Um, bit of pain there still, but the physio is doing well. Cool. Um, did you see when Shane was really struggling on the opening laps, like to, at the start of the race in that first stint? Yeah. We was missing apexes by about five miles <laughs> and just was all over the shop. You're like, what is wrong with his car? Yeah. Well, was there anything found with it? No, he just drove like crap. I'd say his tyres must have gone off and he was just that pushing was like, his That was like before lap 11. Yeah, okay. And then they had, because he was holding up everyone, because he'd caused a massive train. There was a huge train of cars from 1st to 16th. Do you reckon he went out on a shittier set of yep. tyres at the start of the race and yep. kept his better tyres for the finish? Mm-hmm. I think that's what they've done. But that that explains it a lot. I haven't read into it. I just took a note of him just going, Shane really struggling, missing apexes. It can happen sometimes with the you know qualifying and whatnot. They try to chew up a few sets of tires trying to qualify, and they don't end up with too many good sets. So they've got to make it a good set out of maybe say right fronts or something from that track. Right fronts don't get hammered as hard, mm. so they can can sort of use those tires again. Um, maybe his balance was a bit out. Maybe they had two new tyres and a couple of old tyres. You never know. It's very hard to tell. It is hard. DJR actually impressed me this weekend where they used their number one pit boom or their number one pit garage. Yeah, especially on the properly. Sunday. Yeah, yep. Well, Saturday didn't really well, matter, they, but yeah. Yeah. Sunday, yeah. They actually, I mean, I thought they may have short-filled Scotty a bit too much because they really, like, Lowndes and Scotty pit at the same time. And I can't, I didn't take down note of how much leaderage that, Lowndes put in, but it was a fair bit more than what Scotty put in. Scotty only managed to get 37 litres in that car. Yeah. On the first yeah. stop. I was like, I know it's one thing to get out and get your track position, but you're going to have to pay for that at the end. Yeah, exactly. And if you get a safety car and they pit you and you get a double stack, your teammate, not good. Because mm. then I also took a note going, did Shell cover off Mostert and not fight Shane during the pits? Because yeah, Mostert okay. did pit early. Well, he looked like he could be a contender for this meeting, and um, maybe they were a bit more worried about trying to secure a second than they were trying to win the race with Shane's raw pace. Yeah. It's quite possible, yeah. So that's that's one of my other notes. Shane obviously went for the more even strategy. See, this is a problem. I take notes, and my notes are just all, oh, he pitted at this lap. And I don't yeah. care. When they pit after now. I know, but you might want to one day go back and look at that. You know, we might find something in our notes that's a bit of a gem after the Jeez, race is done. much else that we really want to talk about on the Sunday? Not really. <laughs> you know, uh, we had Kurt Kostecki in the, in the field this weekend, with it, which we haven't covered at all. Another note, sorry, I did quickly touch on. Did you see when Murph called... Fabian, what's his name in the number uh, 17? That was 12. quite funny, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Ethan Crompto's like, oh, and there goes, what's his name yeah. out of turn three? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're absolutely ripped into Murph about 
And you're going to pay for that when you get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even remember the key. Kukakoe is going to not be good for you. Okay, so how did you rank Kurt Kostecki? I think he did an okay job this weekend. I think. How'd you find it with the VF in with the ZB? It does look a bit weird, doesn't it? It's it? dated? Yeah, it does. Mm. Yep. Can't go back. It's like bringing back a VE. You're like, whoa, what the hell is that thing doing? <laughs> yeah. It's true, like the Super 2s. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Super 2s, you know, when they've got a v- the VFs and they had the a few VEs still running around. And they had it the FGXs and FGs. FGs. Yeah, yeah. It does look a bit weird. All right. So, in the end, um, no points. Gap didn't change because both it got is first, funny, both isn't got it? second. So, there's yeah. still 131 points there. Shane was pretty static to take home the race win. I think Scotty's... More than happy to bank a second. I think so. They can just defend now, really. Defend, yeah. On the back. They need to not have a bad weekend, um, but they can also recover from, say, you know, they get a few couple of tenths. There's still, there's still not a problem. I'm jumping over Formula One. We finished up on the V8 supercars for enough because we just, that's what we do. (laughs) You want to touch on qualifying, or do we just really want to just get the general gist? All right, let's jump into qualifying. Hamilton. Went off the track, had a bit of a jump, I guess you would call it. Broke something hydraulically. I'm assuming probably his gearbox. Lost hydraulic pressure. Team told him to turn it off. He tried to... Do you know how many times get... they told him to stop? No. I didn't. I, I know they told him a heap of times, 21 but... 21 times. He kept telling him... stop. <laughs> there you go. He, um, he, he wanted to then try and push it back to the garage, which was not going to happen. And anyway, long story short, he was basically excluded from the rest of qualifying and had to start rear field next to somewhere down near Daniel Ricciardo. Did he start rear? No, he started quite far back. Yeah, I think because he qualified, he basically was 16th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking for the post, but I can't find it. Basically, his team came on the radio and told him to stop. And they used the word stop 21 times. Because they're like, stop, 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 stop. stop. <laughs> so you're like, that's easy to rack up 21 when you say that a few times. But he's like, it's trundling. They're like, no, Lewis, it's hydraulics. Stop. Yeah. No, i got to get it back. They're like, just stop, Lewis. It's a PU risk. Stop. Mm. So that was exciting when that happened. What's an AMA? Ask me anything. Is that legitimately probably Kubica? Yeah. This is the mod. This mod has been verified by the mod team. Wow. Hi, folks. At Formula One, we were kind enough to send this picture of Kubi answering your questions. Thanks for William Chosen. Letting us borrow him. Of course, this huge thank you to Kubi for taking part. There you go. So anyway, JD was basically asking, what's an AMA? Robert <laughs> Kibitza has done an AMA on Reddit. I haven't had time to even look at it yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's some interesting things in there if you want to have a read. so They are yeah. always interesting, those Ask Me Anything, because you really do get some questions that I guess the reporters don't ever ask. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes AMAs are great when they people would just ask anything they'll answer anything other times you get a lot of people like when they're doing a book tour they only answer about the book or somehow everything's yeah. about their movie um, yeah. but anyway Robert Kibitza did an AMA that's good qualifying we're back on to qualifying oh, yeah. um, that was my biggest thing to take away from qualifying I think obviously um, Leclerc did another great Leclerc's doing a fantastic job job yep absolutely smashing it um the you know another q3 for a, a sauber you know if you had told me that two years ago even last year i would have slapped you in the face and yeah yeah just called you an idiot like, <laughs> yeah. what are you thinking and yeah. Haas has have closed the gap on red ball a lot so Haas are very much a contender now for the the definitely best of the rest um that new I think Ferrari motor the poor man's championship where you yep. take out the top 3 teams <laughs> yep they um that Ferrari engine is is helped a lot of teams. So obviously Sauber and Haas and and Ferrari obviously gained from that. Mercedes was saying this weekend that they reckon it's up to half a second a lap yeah, difference I was that motor. That. So yeah, it's a massive massive gain. There's rumours of cheating, yada yada yada. FIA have looked at the car and they say they are um, happy 
with how it's set up. Yeah, I heard it was all legal. It's fine. Yeah, it's all completely legal. I noticed they've got their mirrors off the fucking Halo again. Yeah, they've had them for a while, but they're not allowed to run the support oh, veins yeah. that come from the body up to the Halo. Well, Ferrari, Sebastian Mattel's Ferrari took out pole position, and he was pretty happy, and he did a really good job, 11-2. He did, yeah. So the Ferraris looked like they were going to be very strong here, um, and but the, they reckon Valtteri's lap was actually one of the better Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Toto Wolf was like... Stoked. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't think um, didn't they were going to be it. a contender for it, but they, they, they did do a good job. And then uh, obviously once Hamilton was not there in Q3, they, they were so, solely relying on on, um, on Baltery, yeah, yeah, to do a a, a great job at the, the home track of Mercedes. Mm. Well, let's jump into the race. What's your main talking points for the race? Because it was pretty clean start. I think the race really was a. Everyone was sort of just biding their time. So waiting for this weather yeah, to come. So so Ricardo obviously started down near the back, and so did Hamilton. Ricardo started on the hardest compound, I think, which was a medium, and 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 Hamilton was on a soft. That, those mediums didn't turn out to be a very good race style. No, it took him a good, I reckon, fifteen laps before those come onto the, or well, probably ten laps before they were properly onto pace with yeah, the other 15 cars. Fifteen more laps of the race for him. Yeah, so. Um, Hamilton was making short work of all the other cars. He did a really good job of cutting through the whole field. He always does. He's sometimes I think these cars like I I know a lot of the other teams in there are like not fighting for him. This is another thing uh, I was reading about. I think uh, SVG was saying the middle stints of these races that the sprint races for supercars, no one's actually racing each other there. Everyone yeah. is on a, such a different strategy. You just let the cars go because we didn't even talk about how Fabian left. Well, that is a bit of controversial, isn't it? I don't think no, he should have done it that. again the other year, last year as I well. I know, I know, but I don't Scafie, think he should have done it. Scafie didn't think so. Well, but how would you feel if you're Scotty McLaughlin? Your teammate lets him pass and then he beats you in the race. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Like, but then like Fabs was saying, that you know, what's he going to do? Hold him up? destroy his tires and ruin his race where he's like, I'm trying to beat Jamie. I don't think he needed to do it like that, but I do think he needed to not wave the flag. And actually, I think he would have lost probably nearly three quarters of a second letting him up the inside because he went way offline. He slowed down going into the corner. Mm. They weren't close enough even for that. And then when he got up the inside, he was off the corner in the dirty stuff. So he wouldn't have accelerated off the corner. It would have been at least half a second. Oh, he would have lost time. Easy. Yeah. He didn't need to wave the white flag. But he he needed to just put his indicator on like early, let him go. And that made me think like, well, we heard a little bit, a little bit of talk in Townsville that, you know, DJR Team Penske, they may look the business, they're getting all the fans there. But they're not exactly making many friends in pit lane. Mm, mm. And like, that's what we heard things about going, you know, a lot of the cars weren't letting Scotty pass too easily in Newcastle. Yeah. Where he needed to, but you know. Yeah, it's true. Because people don't. It's true. Anyway, we need Formula One. We're back on. Formula we're one. back onto that. We Formula still didn't even touch on the big news that we had for V8 supercars. We could be the first to break it, but we got to break it at the end of the show. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh. We leave our best news to the end. Yes. It's not even confirmed, but hey. hey. All right. Hey, it's it's close it's enough. Close it's enough. a friend of it's a friend. It's a friend of a friend. friend of a friend. It's a whisper we've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, Ricardo's car basically cacked it. Yeah. So, so he's out. He's probably going to be what? New power unit for Hungary? Well, it, it, they've not confirmed anything. I doubt they will until Thursday of um, the, the next race meeting. Um, but uh, it might be this weekend. Yeah, Formula One's Yeah, so this Thursday, well, day that this uh, episode will be released, actually, um, they will probably confirm either that day or the Friday whether Daniel's engine is actually damaged or not by what Daniel described it in the pen after after he pulled in, not even, I was about to say after the race, but it was mid-race. Uh, it made a whole bunch of not very nice noises. He asked the team, I'm down on power, and made some noises, and they told him to turn the engine off immediately. Does not sound good. That sounds like it's either... 
what is wrong with these Renaults? Is it the Renault or is it something else they've done? I don't know. I don't know at all. Maybe they're pushing harder um, to to try and get closer to Ferrari and also um, Mercedes. Mm. It's just a shame because Daniel just took all these engine penalties at this race meeting, putting him last. Yeah. To get a new again. engine, and and now he's going to do it again. It's not. It's not great at all. Um. Did you see that pass Hulkenberg did on the, I believe it must be like Grosjean and Saints, uh, Sergio, sorry. Oh. Yeah, the two of them fighting and he's yeah. like, whoops, thank you, as yeah. he managed to go through. That was pretty good. Yeah, that, the good old Force Indias getting into each other again. <laughs> was it the Force Indias? It, it was two both, Force? Oh. both Force Indias, Perez and Ocon, uh, decided to part the Red Sea and let, uh, Hulkenberg just Hulkenberg drive through. through. He, he even sounded surprised on the radio when he was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was quite funny, wasn't it? Great. It was very, very, very good. Um, Max didn't really seem to have the pace in the race. What are you, What were your thoughts on that one? Like, um, Yeah, he seemed to have the pace at the start. Rewatching it. What happened to Max? Like, where's the Max that we know and love that drives into the back of someone? On the opening lap, he I seen him back off. Yeah. He let a car go in front of him. I know, I know. It's something he was, about he wasn't past the side pod. Getting he would have fired, gone past Getting him. demoted, all these things. You know. All of a sudden, he's driving like a mature. It is true. He's got man. some points. He doesn't have to prove anything now. No one's saying that Daniel's smashing him. You know what I mean? Like at the start of the season, it just sort of started piling up. Probably a couple of unlucky ones, and then he was just. Continuing. Ricardo had those two wins and he yeah. was up and you know everyone's like what you know look at Ricardo, but no it was very mature drive from um, Max at the start. The what was your thoughts on the Kimi? You're destroying Vettel's tires. We need uh, to look after both our tires. Let Vettel jock, in front of jock. you. I can't remember their strategist's name. It yeah, was. Jock. Uh, it's, it's yeah, Jock Kerry or something. Oh, I don't know. I something like that. Like... Anyway, uh, yeah, I think it was legitimately the right thing to do. I think they shouldn't have waited as long. I think they were on very different stints. They were on different stints, but Kimmy just wanted them to say on the radio, get out of the way for him. Oh, definitely. Kimmy was all about the, you're going to let everyone know. Why that... I'm moving across. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll do it. Don't no beat dramas. around the bush. Don't beat around the bush at all. So, I guess, you know, Team Waters are alive and well. I mean, we only need to talk about the end of the race, which we'll get there very shortly. But first, we'll talk about the crying German. <laughs> so, it was a pretty uneventful race in the mid in the mid section of the race. It was. We had, we had Vettel sort of get a bit hindered. Uh, he was pretty much driving his own race. They did a bit of an undercut with the Mercedes and the uh, the other sister Ferrari, but they were on a very different strategy. I, I.e., Kimi went pitted so early that he might even need to do a Another double. Yeah, yeah two, it was only meant to be stops. a single st- uh, one stopper. Yeah, that, well, it was meant to. I reckon Kimi, yeah, was going to do two. I reckon that he was going to run out of tires. Either either that or he was going to see if anyone else stopped, he would stop. But. Vettel was doing definitely a one-stop. He pushed it out a lot longer, obviously come in, but he had all that pace at the start to pull away from everyone. When he come in, he wasn't actually that far behind second place, who was Kimi at the time. Yeah. Then Kimi didn't let him pass, and it was overheating Seb's tyres, so they basically told Kimi he'd have to let him pass. Then we had a pretty non-eventful stint. Then there was threats of rain. Threats around from the start of the race. Oh yeah, but it, it become real. Yeah, it become real, real. Like a few spits here and there, and people were starting to get all excited. And then it was on, wasn't it? Yeah. Once it, it started, went, once it started rain, rain, man, everyone lost their shit. They yep. didn't know what was going on. People were putting on intermediates when there was basically two corners on the track with rain on. Should them. we talk about Perez? <laughs> Not Perez. Gasly. Gasly. I think they put it on Hartley's as well, didn't they? I think they did at both one cars. point of the race, every car, the, at one point of the race, there was every tire compound available for the weekend on the track, <laughs> with five different t- car, tire compounds on the track. At it, once. Was, it was quite hilarious. We're watching cars 
slide around on their wet tires, not just intermediates out there that didn't handle, Gasly but wet tires into the gravel. Yeah, they Could just not turn it. They just overheated and they walk around the tread. What did Brundle say? Pre- uh, Gasly be like a camel searching for water of ten years in the desert or something. Yeah, with yeah. Tires on. It's true. It's true. It, it it is a absolute astonishing that I don't know why they did it. They must have been watching a radar or something that and thought it was about to pour down. Battery Bottas's pit where they didn't have tires ready. Yeah, so they had actually brought out softs instead of the he super soft or ultra soft Hamilton if they didn't mix those tires up. Oh, yeah, and if they had not, not gone done into the team the, orders. Yeah, so later in the race um we haven't talked with about their team orders, yeah. The tail crashing yet. Okay, well, hey, you, Vettel you have now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vettel, uh, was, they're all basically going around with, uh, like, slicks on with uh, a light drizzle out there, and it was it was quite slippery. You could see some corners were definitely a lot worse than others, and Vettel had a very slow-motion crash. It was unbelievably slow-motion. It motion. was so slow. You watch it, you're like, turn, turn. Ah. Oh. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. There's a wall coming. There's a wall coming. Vettel, stop. Stop. <laughs> ah, we're in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. It was that just... is not what Vettel was like, but. No, Vettel was upset. And understandably. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. You only need to look at Hamilton was basically crying little boy on the podium of his home Grand Prix. And he didn't even lead the races. Like, didn't lead any laps of it. Did he lead any? Maybe a couple. When everyone pitted, but he came out behind. But Vettel was on track for a win. I think he did fifty-eight laps. Didn't really have a threat at all. Yeah, it was it was a massive blow to the championship as well. So it was lost a, the lead. It was a big and and not just the lead, a chunk of points. I think seventeen points now. The difference. Mm. Um, so it was a big big mistake. The little mistake that cost very large. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So unfortunately for Vettel, he put in the wall. Um, crashed out. Crashed out. Yeah, and, and that Brought pretty out the much. Car. Yeah, lighten up the race. It did. It did. It it pretty much um, signed, sealed, delivered the the win back to Hamilton, which was a real surprise. If you had told me at the start of the race Hamilton was going to win, or even mid race, yeah, I would have told you. Originally, no. I picked <laughs> Hamilton. I was like, did I do that thing again? And because I couldn't remember who I picked. I was like, yeah. maybe I did. I thought Hamilton. you did pick Hamilton, to and be honest. And then I went back onto the book and checked, and I was like, I didn't pick Hamilton. It's yeah. But no one's talking about points today. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, no one's gloating this week because we all did shit. No one got a point. <laughs> no one got a point. We no supercars or. Yeah, we only got one chance next week. <laughs> we do. What is, what's your opinion on Hamilton driving across the grass? Okay, so after the safety car come out, everyone went into pit lane uh, because they were all on quite old tyres and put on the ultra soft uh, purple wall tyre and Hamilton already had them on and had them on for about 10 laps, I think, beforehand. But I think it was also because Kimi didn't pit as well. Yeah, so his engineer come over the radio, all right, in this lap, in this lap, and then as he was about to come in, he said... Kimmy didn't go in the pits, and they're going in, 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 and then Kimmy's not in the pits, and they're going out, 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 yeah, out, yeah. out, 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 and he, he's like, man, I'm at pit entry, yeah. and he pulled across after he'd already gone into pit entry, drove across the line, yeah, he was past the solid line, and then drove across the grass to get back onto the track without going through pit lane. Now, this happened a couple of years ago, didn't it? 2016, it happened. I have a copy of the FIA report, report yes, and mm-hmm. penalty. It was Kimi Raikkonen that did it, I'm pretty sure. I'm bringing uh, it up, we're just checking. Yeah, it was Kimi Raikkonen. Kimi Raikkonen got a five-second penalty for that, if I believe. Five-second penalty. This is from the 2016 Grand Prix of Europe. On the June nineteenth of June two thousand and sixteen, at seventeen fifty forty five. Car number seven, Kimi Raikkonen, Scuderia Ferrari, race. Car seven crossed the white line of pit entry with all four wheels and did not enter pit lane. Decision: five second time penalty. 
two points awarded, five points in total for a 12-month period. Interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Now, they decided not to... They reprimanded Hamilton for it, but they didn't penalise him. Because they said, ah, oh, no one was... There was no cars in the way. You didn't really impede anyone. I cannot rem- recall if Kimi was actually come pulled back out on line with oh, yeah. I, I someone don't remember else that. out there. That was obviously Azerbaijan. Yes. Um. So that would be interesting to see whether he was passing someone when he did it. And that could bring a little bit more depth to that. Um, but still, I I think when you breach the rules... Breach the rules. You breach the rules. So he has been reprimanded. Yeah, I, I think I, he got a fine for it. Yep. Uh, but I feel like... Anyway, I, I all I want to say on this matter is no one's really whinging too much about it. If that was Seb that did it or Raikkonen that did it, yeah. They would say the FIA are too soft on Ferrari if they didn't give them a time penalty. Big words here. We're it's true. It out. FIA soft on Ferrari? No, they're not. They penalise Ferrari. Yeah, and I think that's. I think they actually penalise Ferrari more now because everyone puts pressure on them, saying mm-hmm. that they're they're lenient. Yeah. Well, after that, Bottas was on. Not on, well, he was on fire, but on he fire was, in a he good had, way. He, he was had, had good pace, pace in that car. He was about to overtake Hamilton, and then our mate from the Austrian Grand Prix got on the radio. Valtteri, it's James. Uh, we yes. need you to hold position. Don't you find it funny that the engineers aren't talking to them? They're actually making their um, strategists tell the guys when they don't want to hear something? I think it's easy for the strategists to get on the radio and say that. It sounds more authoritarian. Authoritarian. I think their engineers, the the guys, fight with their engineers more. Yeah, yeah. They ignore They'll them. They'll tell them, be like, no, you, you've. They got part. too good a relationship with them. They're more like brothers. Yeah, yeah. Where James must be like, oh, do what James says. He's the strategist. Yeah, but he's the strategist. The res- he will literally ruin every race for the rest of your life. How <laughs> good was Bottas's response to him? Okay, copy James. James. Yeah. It was well, immediate too. He was like, yep, all right. He wants this driver Mercedes for as long as he can. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that's how he is as well, but in general. Yeah, I think if they told him to go for it, he would go for it. Oh, I think he was about to. He was about to go for it. But this is also a thing. You were saying before we started recording tonight, Mercedes probably thought they were in for a five-second penalty. I feel that they thought that was coming. Mm. I really so do. So you look at the gap. Hamilton finished four and a half seconds ahead of Valtteri Bottas. If Hamilton did get a f- five-second penalty, he still would have finished in second. But yep. if he got passed by Bottas, Bottas couldn't hold held up the field. Because you only need look. As soon as he said hold position, all of a sudden Bottas sort of drops back a lot. Yes. Hamilton seemed to warm his tyres up a bit more, but Bottas definitely lifted, I think. Mm. He was not uh, not pushing because he, I think, definitely had the pace to go with Hamilton. He was all over the back of him until they said, hold position. Yep. Um, so, yes, very interesting. I think they thought they were about to get a penalty and they were sort of trying to cover something off. All right. I'm calling us there. We still got to do our predictions for the next race. I was just checking where it is. It's the Hungaro ring. Mm-hmm. Who's your Formula One prediction for Hungary? I'm going to say Seb. You're going to say Seb? I was going to say uh, Ricardo because he does well there, but he's probably taking a... Well, we don't know yet. We are guessing early. Yeah, I would say that he'll probably have a penalty, but... I almost wrote it the other way around. Like, Vettel picked you to win. Oh, well. <laughs> if he feels like giving me a call, I don't know if I'm up to race fitness right now, you know. The seven laps in the go-kart. Like, got a pit, got a pit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to go Hamilton. Because he might be on a roll and every other He might time have I... his confidence back. Yeah, but also every time I picked him, he loses. One interesting thing I read about in the weekend, actually to do with Hamilton and Rosberg. Yeah. You read about the whole 
Hamilton petitioned the FIA to not let Rosberg do the podium at this race, his home Grand Prix, and at Monaco. Oh, really? He had been signed on I to do both those Grand Prix. I knew that he was Grand meant Prix. to do these ones, and all of a sudden, David Coulthard did it. Mm. Why? Because he doesn't want to talk to him. Is he still that petty? Yeah. He's got four championships under his belt. This bloke got one and pissed off. So, yeah, that's really... I'm I'm surprised they let him do it, to be honest. I think they shouldn't dictate be dictated to you like that. You should not be able to control who talks to you. Anyway, I thought that was just something interesting everyone should know. Okay, in, quickly. In case they didn't hear it. To our breaking late, late, early, whatever stories, we got good confirmation. Not conf- It's not confirmed at all, but we've got a good word that Chaz is going to be leaving ProDrive. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like Chaz is actually... This is a double whammy, actually, because this is announcing that someone's going to be leaving another team. Mm. Now, which team is he looking at going to? Is he going to be racing a Commodore? No, he will be still in a Falcon. Nissan. Well, it won't be a Falcon. Sorry, a Mustang. Mustang. It will be a Mustang next year. And is he taking Will Davison's drive? No. Okay. So doesn't leave much. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't (laughs) leave much, does it? So the rumor has it that Chaz Mostert is going to leave Pro Drive or. Tickford, whatever the hell they want to call themselves, and he'll be replacing Fabian. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, um, well, where Fabian's going to end up next year. Mm. Very interesting. Um, but, yeah, that is the rumour from, you know, pretty good source that that's that could be uh, could be happening. If it doesn't happen, don't 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 shoot the messages. But, yeah. hey, if it does happen, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got it early. He, he got it early. All right. Well, that is us done and dusted for another week, guys. Thank you very much. If you have anything you want to add to the show, if you want to like email us, like got any other tips you want to tell us, not this tip coming from email, but we do get some good tips in every now and then. You can hit us up on Facebook. We're facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can email us breakinglate at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, breakinglate.com. That is us done and dusted. We'll be back next week. We for will. the Hungary Grand Prix, which is just a one race. Then we got another week, the following one, See which is just sc- the super, it's the night race. It is. Then we got a bit of a break and we'll try and squeeze that episode in. Yep. We I think we can tee that up. Yeah, we should do that. All right. That is us done. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much. No see problem. you later. Catch you guys. Bye. Bye.